0: Welcome to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. I'm Wayne Washington, founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. We help CEOs stop leaving money on the table while sustaining profitability to fund managed growth. The CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast is basically CEOs helping other CEOs with tips, tools, and techniques to implement company projects or other work activities on time, on target, and on budget. Let's spend the next 30 minutes together with my guest CEO, and maybe learn some different tools to put into your CEO toolbox. Welcome listeners to the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy, a podcast by CEOs for CEOs seeking execution excellence. You know, we've all been there. We've had that project or that idea. We thought it'd be a home run. And then we went and implemented the project and what was the results and what was the plan are entirely different you Remember how you felt? Remember how let down you felt? How deflated you felt? Well, today, I want to help us try to get through some of those type of things. I'm Wayne Washington, the founder and CEO of Grow Company Profits. All of my CEO guests are successfully operating companies with annual revenues in excess of $1 million. My guests will share their success stories, their implementations, their track records, but they'll also share some of the things that they didn't do well, some of the things they learned from the School of Hard Knocks. My guests, I hope they will share their ups and downs. So today, my guest is Kareem Maruki. Excuse me, if I said that wrong. Kareem Maruki looked like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, so that's how I remember that. But Kareem Maruki, and he's the founder and CEO of Crowd Favorite. Kareem, welcome today. Thank you so much, Wayne. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and I'm, I'm happy to have you. As we chatted before we started the podcast, you have such a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. But I want to have you take us back a little bit. Crowd Favorite. Mm-hmm. What is Crowd Favorite? How did that get started? So Crowd Favorite is the
1: fifth professional services agency that I've run. Um, it was originally started in 2017. I'm not the founder. I'm sorry, 20, I'm sorry. 2007 I'm not the founder okay excuse Alex me who was the founder originally um, I joined him in 2013 okay and took over um, and uh, we've had a wonderful company and a wonderful growth experience since um, but Alex founded it as one of the original uh, development shops to really scale WordPress for building websites for enterprise clients
0: okay. And uh, scaling WordPress for, for enterprise clients. So are most of your Fortune 500, Fortune 100 type of companies are the people you, you tend to deal with. Absolutely, yeah. From okay. from technology startups to
1: um, probably our largest client would be the Walt Disney Company.
0: Okay, wow. Uh, how did you, how did you, how did you decide to join that company?
1: Well, so actually, my company and Alex's company merged. Okay. My favorite name. I originally started what this is in 2007 um, and brought it forward and sort of wanted to bring something a little bit new to the market because we had a lot of agencies that were servicing this, this target market, but they weren't doing it in a way that had longevity in projects. It was just get into the project and get out. So we wanted to see if we could make something different. And then when Alex and I met, we started working together and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And we eventually merged companies and I took over as CEO. That
0: is great. When you, and I, I want to help our audience understand when you say something different, um, Mm -hmm. that means something to you, but to us on the, on this side of the the microphone, we're not sure what that difference means. Help us understand that. Absolutely. So uh, my target
1: audience or my target market is enterprise clients. So these are clients that that aren't necessarily big. You don't have to be the Walt Disney company. You just have to have to have a complex company. That has complex cogs and and pieces that are moving that Uh need digital help. So we build complex websites. And to be able to help them, most agencies out there, most professional services out there build very large projects that take anywhere from six months to a year and a half And they build this massive project and then they move on the problem with that becomes is your very short narrowed focus on just launching this project rather than Mm -hmm. the business success of your client by focusing on the business success of the client we were able to instead of being hired for projects we're hired for terms of years at a time it changes from a project dynamic to in professional services when you think of a retainer or a long-term relationship um, where we're successful if they're successful otherwise just like an employee we're let go right right Right. so we're not judged just on one project we're judged over the length of our relationship
0: well and and it's it sounds like that wasn't day one it you came to that where you are now that wasn't in day one when you guys merged Right. Help me help me understand some of those initial launches, some of those initial projects, some of the ones that didn't go as well, or some of the ones that you perfected, evolved, and it helped to become what you are today. Help us understand some of those things. Well, so
1: as I mentioned, this literally is my my fifth professional services agency. Um, some of them did very well, and one even went public on the Italian stock exchange, and some of them were dismal failures. Um, I've gotten to where I'm at at the moment because I've failed a lot (laughs) and pick yourself up and you keep going. Right. Um, and one of the things that happened at the very beginning, when I got into this in the, in the mid nineties was there were large consulting agencies and large marketing firms that were doing web projects as Uh one-off projects. Okay. And the financials and the project management was all waterfall based as in get to a launch date not agile like we do today, Um, but also just everything about the relationship was very targeted on that one launch. And as I went through my first few iterations, I realized that stop focusing on the company's success and start focusing on the customers. And when I say the customers, the employees within the company that you're working with, focus on their success. How are you going to get them their next their next promotion, how are you going to make their department successful within their company? If you focus on that rather than a launch, that works. So we had to change the dynamics of project management and how we approach projects.
0: Karim, I I, I love what you just said. And and I'm curious about the origin of that. Was that an aha moment? You woke up and thought that? Did you read something or, or have you saw something, a model in some other company? So so I had the pleasure
1: and the frustration of working for a giant conglomerate named WPP. They own a majority of the world's advertising agencies out there. Okay. And it was, I grew through frustration, frustration of constantly having a revenue target, not a success target. Okay. Right. And for all of your, 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 your CEOs out there that are entrepreneurial and, you know, they're thinking about their own success, but think about it you're not worried about the success of your business. You're worried about the success of you and your team.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: makes your, your business successful. So as I was a, I was a, a young account manager at the, at, the, um, at the large agency, I said, you know, how do I make my clients successful? And when, what ended up happening, it was sort of an aha moment because when those, when those customers left those large companies and went to another large company, as soon as they got settled in, my phone rang and said, "You helped me over there. How are you going to help me over here?"
0: Okay, okay. So you had a trap. You had a track record and a following. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, it, it, you, you're right when you when you think of a lot of the large organizations, they're, they're structured, they're lethargic. That uh, they have a group think type of, of way of approaching things, but mm-hmm. you stepped out of that mold. I mean, you know, th- th- was it was this your upbringing? It was what 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 made you be that dance that different drummer? What what made you be be bold and step out there? Uh, well, I think I think it, a little bit had to do with my
1: upbringing. My my father was in professional services and architecture and construction. Okay, and he had those same types of values. Of it's not just about building a building; it's actually about getting through a successful project where everybody's happy. Um, but really it was the more we focused on this aspect, the more business came in, the more we were having fun. I mean, I've had the opportunity to leave this business a few times and do other things. And I just, I like it. I love it. That's do great. What you love and The money will come. Right.
0: Right. That's, I mean, it, it, that's great. You, you love what you do. And, you know, when we talked a little bit earlier, and I, I I'd like you to kind of talk about now, you talked about that balance of a growth company and a lifestyle company. And I, I love what you're saying about that as we talked earlier. And I think there's some, there are a lot of CEOs out there who struggle, but they put 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They don't have a lot of time with their family. They, right. they, they try to do it all themselves. You have found a way to balance your life. Balance your business and be successful. Help share some of those things with us, if you would, please.
1: Absolutely. First thing I'll say is that that last part of your question there that talks about you found a balance to life and a balance to that's not me. That's taking off the ego hat and working with people who are smarter than I am. Okay. The the team we've put together is amazing. They're smarter than I am. They get more accomplished things more things accomplished than I can and it's about really growing what the company can do through not doing it all yourself okay so okay. it's it's the team that lets me have a balanced life now you know and that took years that took years there were years when i had 18 titles and 18 hats and depending on which customer i was talking talking to i had was talking about a different subject i'm lucky enough today that I don't have to do that any
0: longer, but that's not because of me, that's because i put together the right team. Did, did someone pull you aside and talk to you about ego someday or what, what did you decide that you know you couldn't do it on your own, you had to involve other people who were smarter than you? Because you know, a lot of people growing up in, in the corporate world, they, they think they're all that. And a lot of times they lose their positions because they think they're all that. You know, how, how, did, how did you overcome that, that hurdle? Um, well, uh, as a young professional, I saw a lot of talent
1: that believed their own press, and they couldn't get past that. It, it's one thing, you have to be assertive, you have to be sh- self-assured, you have to know what you're talking about and know your subject, but it's very important to be honest and open and tell your clients and the people you work with what your shortcomings are, um, and I, I think I, I saw that because, as you said, that when I was younger, I saw a lot of people believing their own press and they just hit a brick wall at some point, right? So okay. be assertive and, and know your stuff and do your homework and talk to those clients in, in a positive way, but then turn around to your team and the folks you're going to work with and say, look, I might not be the smartest person in the room. How, how can we get this done together as a team? I can't do this without you.
0: And And... I think if you're like me you found people are are truly your most valuable asset. You know, a lot of a lot of companies say that, but they're words, you know, they're the things they put on coffee cups. Um but I I I truly believe you feel that. I know I feel that. It it sounds like you would not be where you are if it's not the team of people you have around you.
1: Absolutely. Um that is the most important thing. I mean, yes, I'm in professional services and whether you're talking about building software or being in an, an attorney firm or a tax firm or any of those things, um, it's it's about the people because it's not just the people you hire, it's the people you attract as business partners, it's the people you attract as vendors, it's the people you attract as clients. Um, and we're lucky enough today in to be in a position where we literally get to choose our clients. We have clients who literally say, hey, we'd like to work with you. And whether it's it's their way of doing business or their timeline or there's certain things where we can say, we're just not going to be a good fit for you. And we got that way because we put out there a company culture that isn't necessarily my culture, because I, I tended to be a little bit of a, a, of a workaholic when I was younger. So I I, I found a mix of people, people who would Hold us back sometimes on purpose because we needed to focus internally. People who would push us forward, and we have those internal battles now. I mean, my senior management team now has an average ten year of probably about five or six years with the company. Okay. And on a on a weekly basis, there's the personalities who are saying we're not moving fast enough, and the personalities are saying, "Whoa, slow down." And it, there needs to be a little bit of that tension in, in a group dynamic, right? And,
0: you, well, you use, you use the word, I just want to touch on a little, little bit, the word culture. And I, I think another as another word I think some CEOs think is, I'll use the word foo-foo. They think it's, it's, it's not important. They think, do what I say because I am the boss. Help me understand the evolution of your culture to where it was when you first got started to where it is now. Uh, the culture when we first got started were... Um,
1: four or five of us who literally were just working day and night and did whatever it took to get the project moving and and the client happy period. The culture was get a successful project and get a successful relationship with a client. And then everything else is secondary. And, and it was, it was rough. It was rough. We needed to build a base and to be, to build a stable financial base, as soon as you start having a little bit of runway of finance and a little bit of breathing room of projects, then you go, okay, I'm starting to sort out the people who are going to stick with me and the people who aren't. I'm starting to see where the value is. There's certain people I need to take care of. And I'm very proud to say we have a director of operations that literally makes people take time off. And She's monitoring when people aren't taking time off. Okay. You know, and that's part of our culture. And that, that part of our culture developed because at, a few years ago, we lost people. We lost people because they are burning themselves out, not because we were burning them out necessarily. We were trying to make sure we were holding back on, on that pressure, but they felt the pressure on their own. So you create the culture you want to. And there's just like there's law firms out there that are go-getter and they're, you know, very aggressive and then there's uh-huh. more laid back. We've tried to find a medium when you were asking about growth versus, you know, some people ask me, well, isn't yours just a lifestyle company because I've managed teams of up to 500 people. And now we're a team of 30 to 50, depending on the project. Okay. Um, Why aren't you 500 people again? The amount of stress on keeping that machine going is insane. For the last three years, We've had a very comfortable mix of we've been growing the incoming business based on the stability of the team. Okay. And it's, it's a very long conversation, but the bottom line is if somebody makes it past six months with us in any one position, they usually stay for years and years, which is not okay. a standard in, in
0: software. Wow. That's... So, that- that's a good statement. I mean, that's you know, they. It, it's like um, um, the guy who uh, Tony Zinn, I think it was. He, he paid. He had somebody pay three thousand dollars if, if you leave in thirty days, and that was a weed out thing. But it sounds like you have a six month mark. You know, if they if they've gotten there, they fit in, they contribute, and they're going to be with you for a while because you're getting value out of them. Yes,
1: and it would be faster if we were all in the same place. But as you know, we're a remote company. Right. So we have clients literally. I mean, we have employees literally from the west coast of the United States all the way through Romania.
0: Wow. 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 So, yeah. Every time zone between the two. <laughs> it's it's got to be, it's going to be a little challenging to schedule meetings when, uh, to, to get people all, all those different time zones. You know, you'd think it is, but without any
1: type of policy, um we've sort of centered around east coast american time for meetings okay but then because we're a remote company people do their their own desk work so to speak at their own time
0: okay makes sense makes sense yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of switch directions a little bit as we get ready to wind wind down here. What oh, where what do what do you see the company going? Where where's where's crowd crowd favorite going two years from now? What do you you're you're growing? You're still gonna grow? Are you still gonna be there? Do you see yourself? Growing? What what's happening two years from now?
1: Well, we're very excited about how sort of in in our in our area how um, our clients are moving past looking at just content management systems like WordPress, Drupal, Adobe experience manager, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And now they're looking to what the industry is calling DXPs or digital experience platforms where they're bringing in um, not only just the marketing of your website, but they're bringing in their sales systems. They're bringing in their marketing engines. They're actually doing personalization and conditional content on their websites. They're hooking their, their live events and physical, uh, uh, physical locations to actually work online. And this was pre-COVID already. And then COVID sort of just injected some steroids into the mix. Okay. And now our clients are just doing some of the most interesting stuff in really what we call digital transformation, really changing the way they do business and their workflows, making more money, getting better profits without necessarily cutting
0: costs. It sounds like it's a it's a single platform to do your software, your content, everything's everything's kind of integrated together. Is that is that a good analogy? That's that's sort of
1: the golden target that everybody's trying to get to. Exactly. Okay. And it's an exciting time right now.
0: Okay. It really is. Yep. Well, as we as we as we get ready to get ready to wind, as we get ready to wind down here, Kareem, let's take that CEO hat off. Who is Kareem behind that, Who the man behind the title? What, uh, family, causes, things you like to do. How, 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 what, what's life like for you when you're not working? Well, um, actually, on March 19th, I have the
1: pleasure of attending the Captain Planet Foundation Gala here in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, I'm on the board of the Captain Planet Foundation, helping uh, fund um, environmental education in K-12 and wow. advance environmental education any way we can. Um, that's something I do outside. Outside of crab favorite, um, I've I've helped uh, some smaller companies in some of their negotiations and in, in transferring products or, or M um, and In when when they get successful, I've I do the speaking circuit of trying to help young entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, in their first business, uh, a lot of things, and I'm actually currently building a wood shop out in my garage. Uh, and that's for
0: your spare time, huh?
1: That's in the spare time. I think what anybody who's listening has as, as, as a touch point that we all probably share is we're entrepreneurial. So we fill that spare time very quickly, don't we? Yes, worry.
0: we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, Karina, how would they get a hold of you?
1: Um, well, you can get a hold of me at crowdfavorite.com um, or at maruki.com. Either one. Uh, okay. Happy to talk
0: to anybody. And, and um, crowd favor, okay, I think you, you talked about two companies, any parting words you want to leave, uh, words of wisdom, you know, as I say, there are a lot of, see, just let me back up a second. You know, and when you look at the, at the statistics, less than 10% of the companies have, have revenues over a million dollars. So when you're over a million dollars as a company revenue, you're doing well, you're doing much better than the majority of people out there. There are a lot of people out there who are trying to get there. What can you leave from parting words of wisdom that a, a struggling CEO who's still working the 60, 70 hours a day that hasn't got the concept of a team, what can you help them leave them with words of wisdom?
1: You, you can't do it all yourself. Go find people you can work with. Go find yourself a team. Even It's not about salary. You can find the right people. You can create different ways of attracting people. my my partner in the business that actually helped me develop the business to where it is, he was a client. I met him as a client. And when he left that job, I asked him to come join us. So you never know where where your team's going to come from, but it's about creating a team around you. You can't do it by yourself. If you think you can,
0: I wish you the best of luck. And, and luck and sanity. Yeah, I understand yeah. what you mean. <laughs> Kareem, I really, really want to thank you today. And so, Kareem and I both would like to thank our audience for taking the time to listen to us. You know, we as CEOs, know how hard it is to be successful and stay successful. We hope some of you CEOs out there listening will take some of the things that Kareem has said and try to apply them. If you need to get a hold of Kareem, his, his information will be in, in the show notes. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, please leave them in the show notes for us for us going forward. And I look forward for our audience coming back to hear more of future CEOs ex- expressing their secrets for success. You know, success takes work. Success doesn't happen overnight. And I love to have my guest on here sharing their secrets and their success stories. And I appreciate you being here today, Kareem.
1: Thank you, Wayne. It was a pleasure.
0: All right. To all, we will see you again. Wayne signing off from the CEO Secrets of Stra- Executing Strategy. Thank you very much, audience. We'll talk to you later. Wayne Washington here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast. If you are a successful CEO of a seven figure project based client delivery environment, and would like to be a guest CEO on the CEO Secrets for Executing Strategy podcast, please visit www.ceosecrets-execution.com and apply. If today you learn a tip or a technique to apply from my guest CEO, Other CEOs would appreciate your sharing this episode on social media. To do that, just take a quick screenshot with your phone, then text it to another CEO, or post that screenshot on social media. If you know of other CEOs who would be a great guest, text them and let them know about the CEO secrets for executing strategy podcasts the CEO you are thinking about would appreciate you including a link to the scheduling website. That's www.ceosecrets-execution.com We are regularly putting out new episodes. To make sure you don't miss an episode, go ahead and subscribe today. Remember, your thumbs up rating or a five star review goes a long way to help promote the show and would mean an awful lot to me and my team. Do you wanna know more about my company, Grow Company Profits? Go to our website at www.growcompanyprofits.com. You can also follow me, Wayne Washington, on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and I'm looking forward to having you back for our next episode.